everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. And today, I am the guest here, and I wanted to talk about the topic that kind of came up on a school visit. So I um, had an amazing time doing a school visit at an elementary school, and I had a fifth grade class, and the students were so just insightful with their questions. So I had a fifth grade student who is an aspiring author and illustrator, and they asked, how do I deal with some of the mental health issues that come along with being an artist? Like, wow, can you imagine, like, this question came from a fifth grade student. So I was honest with them. I said, probably one of the things that I found very hard to deal with as far as, you know, there's imposter syndrome. We often feel like, oh, we're not as good as everybody else online. Um, I talked about how you can't measure yourself against other people's accomplishments. So I addressed that with saying, you know, you, you look at other people's work, obviously, on social media. Um, we're, you know, inundated with a lot of different visuals. And you always have to remind yourself everybody's pretty much posting the very best thing that they do and they're not showing the things that they fail on. Um, I think I'm a, probably just a little bit more upfront about the things that I'm um, struggling with as far as process-wise, because it's always something that I'm learning and growing as um, an artist, illustrator. And sometimes the things that I try, it's the first thing I've ever done. So I've learned that with what I do, it's very re it's iterative, where other people, they might be able to tackle that very quickly because say they're working digitally, they can move things around and mine is more hand done. So I've had to realize that other people have different ways of doing things. Even if we're drawing the same thing, or even if we're making maybe the same illustration, we're going to approach it differently. So it's like comparing apples and oranges. It's very, yeah, we're all fruit, but it's like different kinds of fruit. So that part I kind of gradually got over and I didn't really try to measure myself against other people's work and I was just more when I see beautiful artwork I just enjoy it and I think it's beautiful that they can work at that level and be successful that's fantastic but I don't make that a measuring stick for my own success I also mentioned to the student that I struggled with feeling anxiety and I mentioned this on the podcast before about working as fast. I think that was probably one of the things that surprised me that I was so worried about how fast I'm doing things. You know, you see how people were posting very quickly. I even got comments from illustrator friends. They're like, you're, you're doing something every day and you're posting things every day. And a lot of that, to be honest, it's all pre-scheduled. Like I'm scheduling a week out for my social media posts. Um, like on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, you can use Facebook business manager and then you just schedule things. It's like, boom, done. And I tend to do a lot of process videos and less about the finished final, which I'm trying to get better about. But I felt like that urgency because I would see everybody else's work and I'm like, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to keep up? Can I work at the same pace as everybody else? And then finally, I just kind of had to stop. I had to be like, there is no way that I can work as fast as somebody who's working all digitally. I do everything handmade and I finally had to make peace with it. If I'm going to choose to work this way, then it's going to take me longer in terms of me 
getting things done because there's no easy undo button. There's no command Z. If I mess up on something, I'm going to go back to square one and I'm just going to do it again. Now I do a lot of steps to help prevent me having to do those redos because I've talked to other illustrators. I've learned from prior mistakes, you know, sandboxing things and trying things out earlier and reiterating, you know, you can solve a lot of those problems. And then when I get closer to the final, if there's something, because I've done all that planning, um, it usually goes out pretty well. Um, there might be some slight tweaks because I might pick up on something compositionally that's better because I can physically move my pieces in space. And so that tac tactile nature, which I absolutely love and I don't want to give that up, then I'm going to have to give up <laughs> some of that speed. And who knows, the more I do it, I'll probably get faster, or who knows, maybe I've built such a huge library of just cut paper pieces that I can just whip things together very quickly and magically, but I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon, so I made peace with that. So that was um, my honest answer to the student that, um, yeah, that you just kind of have to make peace with things in the way that I choose to do them because I get so much joy out of it, I'm not going to change. <laughs> I'm not going to change just to be able to say, oh, well, now I'm just like what the standard norm is or whatever, but that's not the norm for me or what makes me happy. Um, and it was a lot of trying different things that made me realize like, this is what makes me happy. This is what I get the most joy out of. And so I'm going to go down that road. And, and I felt pretty good about it ever since. And I've also passed up things. I used to feel anxious because I passed up on something or maybe I didn't get something. And at the end of the day, I kind of had to let that go as well because maybe I wasn't the best choice for that job. And I'm more upfront now. I'm just like, somebody contacts me and says, I need a hundred illustrations. I need them at the end of the month. And, um, you know, it's like only three weeks to do a hundred <laughs> illustrations. I mean, realistically, because of what I do, I just can't get it done. And it probably, if I did, it wouldn't be very good quality work. And I think I would be really upset with myself about it. So, um, yeah, so I've realized like I've made that choice and I'm okay with it. I've made peace with it. So another thing that relates to that whole mental health and some of the anxiety that as artists we go through, especially if you, um, well, any artistic field or thing that you do, but I found because I am choosing to write and illustrate my own children's books, the first book submission, which we call Going Out on Sub, went out with my agent in October. So I didn't realize, I thought I would be like, you know, I was all happy, happy, joy, joy, it's done, woohoo! <laughs> But then I had some serious anxiety, and I was a little taken aback by that. Like, why am I so anxious? Why am I so nervous about this? And why can't I let it go? It's like when you have a really, I don't know, I guess like a bad breakup or something. I was just like, why am I just just thinking about this over and over again? And then I look back, and I just kind of, and I had a very helpful conversation with another author, um, Melissa Miles, and she's really sweet and she just was like kind of talked to me about you know sometimes you have to let those things go and it was really helpful because I realized where the anxiety was coming from because the submission was something that I've been working on consistently for about a year and seven months 
completely. I was counting. Um, and it started in graduate school. It was my, like my thesis visual component. And it's like you're accumulating big major project at the end of graduate school. So I had been working on it fairly consistently for about a year and seven months. So that was with the writing and the illustrating and I'd redone it and over and over again. So, but what I didn't realize that I would feel is this anxiety welling up in me because I realized like here's truth or, you know, failed at this because now it's going out this thing that I'd spent so much time on. And I was like, Oh, is this, just gonna end up falling flat and it's a risk that I decided you take and you run with it because I could just hide it forever and no one could see it but then I was like well what was the point of all that you know I wrote this story and it was about my family and I think that was also added pressure because then you almost feel like well when I get those rejections it means they're rejecting not only my artwork but my family and I'm like no not really I mean it's it was all of me doing all of this talking in my head to myself and saying, oh, well, it's already going to fail. It's already going to be like you wasted a year and seven months of your life that you will never get back again. So with that in mind, I kind of like, okay, was having a lot of anxiety, but then talking to another writer um, and talking to them about how they went through it and de dealing with those Kind of emotions about when you've worked on something you just have to let it go and you have to make peace with it and it it took me a while it really did I think um it's always and then it's always going to be one of those things that I think whenever I finish a book project where I've written and it's illustrated because I worked so long on it that it will bring a little anxiety um, also I realized like there's some books that you will write and you will even do a book dummy and you will do your sample illustrations and you'll be like, this is not working still. And this is not something I want to send out there. That's okay. Cause I was worried about that as well. I was kind of having some anxiety and I moved on to a second book story. They always say your best promotion is your next book. They say so. I just went ahead and moved on to my next book, and it did help ease that anxiety from the first submission. So I went on to the next one, and then I'm working on that. And then you figure, oh, it was faster, but I'd say this one was about a year. And so I made peace with that because like, I got some feedback from when I did a school visit, and I shared the story with them. And then I talked to the teachers. It was really very insightful because it made me realize like this is not something that I want to send out there right now. It's not ready. And maybe the story is going to go down a totally different path than what I originally intended. So yeah, I mean, and that's okay. I'd rather know now than sending it out on sub. <laughs> so it's like things like that. You look at in hindsight, the things that give you anxiety, it's normal, everybody goes through it. I mean, even the emails that I send out to potential clients, like I've sent over a thousand emails, probably like 1200. So with that said, the first one was really anxiety ridden, but then I have a little trick that I do for myself mentally. I schedule send all my emails. It's something very freeing about knowing that I did the email, I schedule send it, but it's not, it's like one of those little tricks for my mental health that I just schedule send it and it's like it didn't really happen, but then it goes out anyways. So that has been 
very helpful. And then finally, just got better at taking the rejections. Like when I do, I'd say, especially in art licensing, it's more forthcoming. They're like, this is not working. This is not what's going to work in our market. And it's not sellable. I heard something back and that's okay. So for good or bad, at least I know and I can move on to the next thing. So I've kind of had to look at things and get a tougher kind of skin about things. And it does get easier. Like if you can get through that hump part, that hill, that, that initial like anxiety, and then it just becomes this thing where I, to be honest, you just get a little done to it. You're just like, oh, there's another one. There's another rejection or this path is not going to work out and that's okay. Um, there's other doors that open up. There's other projects. And, you know, the funniest thing is like with um, my book writing and illustrating, like I got another idea for another story and that is very marketable. And that will end up becoming a book dummy. And the manuscript is written. So I feel like that has a lot of potential, but it feels like now, because I had that, that second story that didn't, it's not hitting right for me at this moment. And it's not something that I'm ready to send out that I go like, well, I've learned so much from that. And I've hopefully grown as a writer and as an illustrator so that I can apply into the third book project. And I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that once those projects are done, I'll be less anxious. But <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just par for the course. Maybe that's always going to be like that because whenever you spend that much time on a project, when you spend a year, a year and a half on something, you're always going to feel a little bit maybe anxiety over it. So, and maybe doubt, that self-doubt, that imposter syndrome is going to happen. But that's okay because you can always work through it and talk to other people who are going through some of the same stuff and they're very supportive illustrators and authors who are in that market, very supportive, and they cheerlead, a, cheerlead you on. So I find that that's been very helpful. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention is I um, was chatting with somebody on Instagram. I have to say, um, you know, hearing from people who listen to this podcast, it's wonderful. I was like, oh my goodness, people listen to this, you know? Um, so thank you guys for those of you who are listening to this podcast. Um, you know, when I get a message from somebody and they say, oh, well, I'm thinking about going to graduate school. I listen to the inspiring stories from the people who you've interviewed. And I go like, wow, I, could not ever imagine having that kind of impact on other people who are creatives. I say, hey, this is only just one perspective. Please always go out and listen to other interviews and hear from other people. I think, you know, getting that, you know, understanding of what you want to get out of your art career, whatever it is, go for it. But I do want to do a shout out to, it's E-R-J-O who, Erjo? or Johu, um, on Instagram. Thank you so much for contacting me and asking more questions about, you know, studying art in school. So um, I wish them continued success. And um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, I've seen some considerable growth over, I don't know if it's because getting over 100 interviews, people feel like maybe this is like this is like a person who really takes it seriously. Um, I get, like I said, a lot of joy interviewing people, meeting other creatives, and getting to ask questions that I am personally fascinated by their art 
careers and how they look at their art businesses. So I really appreciate them sharing all that insight and then sharing with the other people who are listening. I just feel like it's it's invaluable. So anyways, thanks for listening um, to My Creative Life. All right. Bye.